cold weekend here. Winter is upon us. But we have NFL games that need to be played this weekend. Huge playoff stipulations. Huge. Welcome back to the Pastor Patrick Podcast. We discuss everything sports news, sports related. Get my opinions, get my takes. Uh, If they're wrong or right, (laughs) we will find out. A big game this weekend. Eagles go at Cowboys. The 13-1 Eagles go and face the 10-4 Cowboys. It is now official. Gardner Minshew is going to get the start. Jalen Hurts out with that shoulder sprain. Still a lot of questions with that. We're not really sure what happened there. It was one of those injuries where... A player gets hurt, the adrenaline's going, I believe he keeps playing, but, you know, he he puts up with the pain, and then when the game's over, you know, the adrenaline wears off, and you really start to feel that injury. So, Jalen Hurts out. He's going to be out, uh, I think, just a week. Dallas has a 70% chance to win, according to ESPN Analytics. It's going to be Saturday at 425 Eastern, and I'm going to be watching, because it's going to be a cold Saturday, and there's not going to be much on, and I can't wait to see it. There's going to be more games, but I believe this is the game, I should say, there's going to be a lot of games that are worth watching, but this is the game that I believe has the most storylines, the The stakes are big in this game for the simple reason, now, now some will say that the Cowboys lost last week to the Jags, and that's, you know, that's viable, that's fair, so this game doesn't really mean anything, you, you should have beat the Jags, you didn't beat the Jags, so now what are you going to do, you're going to turn around and you're going to beat the the Eagles, well it didn't really matter because you lost to the Jags, so there are people saying that, so this game doesn't matter, but I will remind you that in the NFC East, as a Commanders fan, which we took a hard loss, uh, I'm, I'm, I never blame the officials, I never do, but I'm blaming them for that game, but anyway, back to the point, as an NFC East uh, fan of the Commanders, we you know we have the Eagles, Giants, Cowboys, Eagles, Giants, and Commanders. We all agree, we don't like the Cowboys. We hate the Cowboys. It's okay. We all agree on that. We hate each other, but we hate the Cowboys a little more. Every division's got that team, right? But you turn around and you're looking at this this matchup, and it actually is very important in the sense that both of these teams could meet in the playoffs. So getting this win, you you don't want to you know, lose, win, lose, win, you know, going into the playoffs. You don't want to have any up and down roller coaster momentum. You want to go in rolling. So these teams, this win means a lot because whoever wins this game is going to go into the playoffs (laughs) with the momentum in our division. Now, I have the Eagles winning this game, even though Dallas has a 70% chance to win. I am a firm believer. Now, this is taking nothing away from Jalen Hurts. I'm not a Jalen Hurts hater. But I just like the, he's not a system quarterback. He's above a system quarterback. He's not an MVP to me, okay? Patrick Mahomes is the MVP this year. This year. Now, I could be wrong. Jalen Hurts could win it next year. I need to see a body of work here. We're going to get into that later. But I believe the Eagles have the better team facing the Dallas Cowboys uh, this Saturday. We'll see what happens, but the Eagles have been rolling. I take pride in the fact that my commanders are the only team that's beaten the Eagles undefeated except to the commanders and there's been so many storylines going into this week uh you know Dak is he playing the best football (laughs) Jalen Hurts is he really an MVP uh Micah Parsons saying he's a system quarterback them being mad at the Cowboys them saying worry about that game Dallas losing to the Jags we we you know Dallas's interceptions and turnovers and Mike McCarthy who can't manage a clock in an NFL game to save uh, his life. So, <clears throat> great game this week. 
weekend, excuse me, great games all over the NFL, can't wait to watch it, gonna be so cold uh, here in uh, the Midwest in Kansas City, it's gonna be, I believe, tomorrow one of the coldest games at Arrowhead, it's just, it's gonna be that cold, uh, not tomorrow, excuse me, on Saturday, it's gonna be that cold. So this weekend, we're going to see a lot of teams start to make that final playoff push of who's ahead and who's not ahead. So now I want to catapult into that next topic, speaking of the Eagles and Cowboys. I want to catapult into the MVP race. You know, we talked about it a few weeks ago. I brought it up that Tua and Jalen Hurts, I need to see more. I need to see more from these guys before we uh, can name him or them MVPs. You know, above Patrick Mahomes. Because here's my thought on the MVP. Even though Jalen Hurts has put together a great, amazing year, if you are not putting up the stats that Patrick Mahomes put up when he won MVP, because people say, wait a minute, Jalen Hurts, you know, same deal. They're on a winning streak. Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes did the same thing. No, 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 no. Patrick Mahomes elevated that team, but also 50 touchdowns. The yards he put up were insane. I think he had around 5,000. I'm, I'm not too sure. I don't know if it's that many or not. But it was it was crazy. It was nuts. Unless you're going to put up those numbers, you don't win MVP <laughs> this soon. Because what Jalen Hurts has done is amazing. But we've seen Jalen Hurts. We've seen him be okay, good, you know, through his first couple of years, few years. And then he pops off this year. And so then you're going to, of course, you're going to have the speculations. You're going to have the people that are saying it's the system. It's it's not Jalen Hurts because that's just what we do. That's natural. You've seen him not at his best. But we've seen Patrick Mahomes at his best since, uh, since he came in for Alex Smith in that game back in 2017, I believe. We've seen him at his best. So we haven't seen Patrick Mahomes be okay too good, kind of mediocre always been great so that's why you get an MVP that early then you turn around you win a Super Bowl so it's just one thing after the other so Jalen Hurts is taking these steps but I think he's taking these steps I think he's better than Dak I think his ceiling is better than Dak but he's following the same trajectory as Dak right now and I know people don't want to admit it because Dak had a ceiling and Dak hit it he hit it this year I think we all know what Dak Prescott is. We're not trying to fool ourselves with, is Dak Prescott, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, even Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts has a higher ceiling than Dak Prescott. It's just fact. I believe Jalen Hurts, though, will eclipse Dak. He'll go past the ceiling that Dak leveled off at. But he's following the same path, the same trajectory. So many different paths to winning an MVP or winning in the NFL. You don't have to follow the Patrick Mahomes. It's very rare to follow that. It's very rare to go in and win. You know, a couple years in, get a Super Bowl. <laughs> get an MVP. MVP, then Super Bowl, and have amazing years. That's so rare. That's so rare. There's only been a few quarterbacks that do that. You know, if hardly any. So... You know, there may not even be that many that have done it. I got I got to look at the stats. But anyway, no, nonetheless, you have to follow your own path and the path that the system puts for you. Now, now I, I don't believe in the argument of Jalen Hurts being a system quarterback because technically every single quarterback is a system quarterback. They all have a system that they run, but they run it to a certain degree. Patrick Mahomes, and it's the situation you go to, too. Patrick Mahomes went to the Chiefs, right? With Andy Reid, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. He went to an amazing situation. And I'm not taking anything away from Patrick Mahomes because he elevated that team even higher than they had hoped to be elevated. 
But Jalen Hurts is elevating this team, but he's not elevating them to the extent that Patrick Mahomes elevated them to. And you're going to see this. You're going to see people are going to try to compare, but you can't compare. They're following different paths. Jalen Hurts is moving up the ladder a little slowly like Dak did. You know, we're, we're, he's getting there. He's doing great. He's doing amazing. Okay, but but MVP next year. I need to see this another year. I just do. I'm not a big fan of, unless he's putting up 50 touchdowns, giving him an MVP this year. And we see what happened with Tua. Tua was kind of doing the same thing, but then shaky. He's out of the MVP conversation. It's between Mahomes and Hurts, but I got to give the slight edge to Mahomes. It's a narrative-driven award. Let's not kid ourselves here. Okay, we're, we're not going to act like this is all based off stats because it is narrative-driven. And this weekend... Uh, Jalen Hurts missing this game does hurt his chances of being an MVP, and that's just fact. Availability is the number one key factor in the NFL. If you're available, you're good. You know, that's why we hear of guys going out and playing with injuries, getting shot, shot up with painkillers, you know, and going out and playing because they have to be available. So all in all, I just think we're we're kind of overlooking what Patrick Mahomes is doing this year, and we're trying to just move away from that because that's what the media does. They move away from something that's, you know, they've seen before. So LeBron James never won another MVP, you know, and it's criminal because he should. He should have. <laughs> but, you know, they get tired of it. They're like, hey, this guy's won three. You know, we don't want to give him his fourth or fifth, even though he should get them. Uh, same with Mahomes. They don't, they, they want to overlook certain players. It's like Brady, you know, and they gave Aaron Rodgers two more, and Aaron Rodgers will not win another one. He just won't because it's a narrative-driven league. They're tired of Aaron Rodgers. So the media does a very good job in creating a narrative, and then the voters follow that narrative to a certain extent and take into account the numbers and the stats and the stat lines of what they've done and the wins and losses. But you, you can't just give it to Jalen Hurts because Jalen Hurts, I just think, is taking a different path. It's slower. It's fine. He's getting there. Now, I get it. He's playing amazing this year. But A.J. Brown is there. He came in this year. That defense is playing great. They got Miles Sanders. They got Devontae Smith. These guys are really good. But Jalen Hurts is elevating them. But he isn't elevating them to the extent that Patrick Mahomes has elevated the Kansas City Chiefs in his career. So there was a report put out by The Atlantic that Justin Herbert is one of the best young quarterbacks ever to play in the NFL. Okay, whatever. Um, I'm not going to pay too much attention to that because, again, we're talking about Patrick Mahomes. He is by far the best young quarterback, so this is definitely a biased article, and that's just the fact of it. It's a little bit of NFL news for you. I'm not going to get too far deep into this because even though Justin Herbert has better, you know, more touchdowns, more yards, that doesn't make the better quarterback. That's one part of the recipe that makes a great quarterback. But you have to have the wins, the MVPs, the Super Bowls to go along with those stat lines. Because otherwise, we're just going to have a guy at the end of the end of his career that has a crazy amount of records, but he never won the big game. So there's a failure. And that's kind of how you have to measure greatness. Got to have a few championships. You just got to to be in those conversations, no matter what sport you're in. So I'm not going to dive too much into that story because it's kind of just like, I, I think of it as a biased opinion. <laughs> I think it's just some person that thinks like, I don't know, he compared him to Kobe Bryant in the article, so I, I'm not going to put too much time and effort into that. I don't understand that. Uh, in other news, Aaron Rodgers, of course, always has drama around him. 
this has been a very controversial year for Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Uh, just not playing up to the level that they normally do, and that's attributed, of course, to Aaron Rodgers' receivers, you know, being younger. But the scrutiny that Aaron Rodgers has put these guys through is finally, I think, uh, coming out to the media and the outlets of the media and to the public um, because you've had a number of players, you know, comment on a article um, that was written. They they were you know asked. They were published in the article about what they said about Aaron Rodgers and hand signals. And Aaron Rodgers had a response on the Pat McAfee show. Of course, they are late. It seems like Aaron has made his way over there to read that. But nonetheless, the Nothing Burger article it it alleged uh, from anonymous sources, I believe, that you will use signals from years before, like two, three years ago, and none of the wide receivers know what it means. The young guys specifically don't know what it means, and then they get, like, accosted for not knowing what it means when you never taught them that. And, like, last night was a perfect indicator of, like, you doing one, perfectly timed after the article comes out, and then didn't work out. So how many do you have in... How is every word in that article bullshit? Do you have? Because you have to change your signals a lot, I would assume, right? Don't you have to change them a lot? Ninety-five percent of the article is absolute, complete horseshit. Okay. All right. And the other five percent, the other five percent is exaggerated nothingness. That I don't know, like having guys, uh, you know, go through the signals each week and and understand what the possible signals could be. So the way we do it now is that Jordan. Uh, makes up a list of the signals that we're going to have that week that are possible. And then he, he calls. I've allowed him to do this. I used to do this when I was a backup as well. And he calls like three or four guys up there to, to you know, go through it. He picks on one of them. Hey, you know, what's the signal for this? What's the signal for this? And it might be nerve-wracking the first time you do it. But listen, every signal that's used in the game is probably used in practice that week. And there's hardly any signals that are ever, you know, there's not, it's not like there's that many signals. There's some signals in the two-minute. I think the entire season we've maybe missed one or two signals on the year for the entire season. So it's not it's not hard at all. Like the- so, perfect example of Aaron Rodgers being Aaron Rodgers. Uh, most of the signals are probably used in practice that week. Uh, probably Aaron. That's what we're gonna do right now. We're gonna say probably they were used. Uh. Yeah, I don't need to hear that from my starting quarterback. I'm sure they were probably used. They're not that hard. Because in The Athletic, the report was that he was using hand signals from, you know, a couple of years ago. <laughs> a couple of years ago, a few years ago, where these guys were like, wait a minute, what? what's that hand signal? We've never seen that hand signal, Aaron. I don't know what that is. These guys were using, these guys were saying in the article, the example, that he is not teaching them either. That was the that was alluded to. So saying that the article <laughs> is complete bull, uh, it's not a good look for Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is a leader, and he's not acting like a leader. And this has been always the issue with Aaron Rodgers. He's always had ups and downs with his team. He has never been consistently like a Brady, a Mahomes, a Jalen Hurts. Eagles would run through that wall for Jalen Hurts. Aaron Rodgers, though... I, I honestly, <laughs> it, look, there's been a lot of articles written about Aaron Rodgers. I, I will give him this. The COVID toe article was <laughs> uh, very suspicious. I, I don't think a lot of stuff in that article was true at all. But 
this article, I believe 100%. Why, why would I not believe it? When you say they're not even that hard to learn, well, Aaron, they're not that hard to learn because you've been in the system uh, almost, I don't know how many years, 20 years? I don't know. You've been in the system forever. Of course they're not that hard to learn for you. You help make them. But you're using ones that when the guys weren't even here. That play, he threw the ball. I think it was Christian watching the receiver. You know, he gave the arm hand signal, you know, just standard one. And no idea. And then he's ridiculed his young receivers the entire year. I, I don't care what anyone says. You can't say these things to your young receivers. You have to help them more. So... I don't like this from Aaron Rodgers. I think this is a bad look for Aaron Rodgers, but what else is new? You know, he goes on the Pat McAfee show. I love the Pat McAfee show, but I just question some of the things he says sometimes. I'm like, okay, whoa, where did that come from? Because I honestly, you had a lot of players from the Packers quoted in this. You had, you had Randall Cobb, you had Jordan Love, you had Christian Watson, you had everybody pretty much saying, okay, this is kind of been an issue. We're working through it. And him saying they're probably used in practice. No, no, no. I need you to say they're 100% used in practice every week. Every single hand signal. Um, this article makes no sense. That's all you need to say. You didn't need to say it's complete garbage. Because I don't think it's complete dark garbage. Sammy Watkins, you know, was one of the first people to comment in the article and give his opinion. And, you know, speak to the article. And they, they quoted him. And, you know, well, he's released a week later. So, uh, the hand signals now, it's just one thing after the other with Aaron Rodgers. He, he seems to do this where everything's going good, everyone's good in the locker room, everything's fine, and then there's always just something with Aaron Rodgers. You know? It, it rears its ugly head. There's, there's something always wrong uh, in Green Bay, it seems like. So we'll definitely see what happens with that. We'll see if I'm sure there'll be another Aaron Rodgers story somewhere come out. Something will happen. We'll 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 see. One thing after the other, but you know, we're going to move on now. Uh let's get into my highs and lows of the week. Then we'll get into my NFL picks uh this week. I mean, I dropped out in the 4th grade to run drugs to support my now. That means you have to know the triumphs and defeats, the epic highs and lows of high school football. All right, we're going to start out uh, with the low of the week. Um, very sad uh, death for Steelers fans. Very sad for his family. Franco Harris uh, passes away a few days before you know they're going to retire his jersey. Um, just overall sad. That's only 72 years old, and the Immaculate Reception uh, it was an amazing play, iconic for the NFL. So just really sad really sad sad week for Steelers fans and his family it's so so tragic to see he was a great NFL player um I won't that's just a sad story honestly and then uh we're gonna move on to my high of the week uh Travis Hunter transfers over to Colorado for Deion Sanders bringing in new recruits so I love seeing that I love seeing the young man getting over to Colorado uh playing for Deion Sanders his head coach at Jackson State you kind of see that coming I think it'll be good for uh, Travis Hunter to be in that system, you know, bigger stage, NFL, you know, be calling soon. So I think that'll be good uh, for uh, Hunter and for Deion Sanders. All right, now we're going to move on to my NFL picks for Week 16. Let's get it. Starting out the week tonight, we have a great 
game. Well, not great. Two teams that are uh, okay. Uh, Jaguars at Jets. Zach Wilson's going to get the start tonight. We'll see what happens with that. Trevor Lawrence has looked great. Beat the Cowboys. It was like 40-34 last week. So I, I love what I saw from Trevor Lawrence. He has taken that next step. I believe Trevor Lawrence has arrived. <laughs> so uh, Jaguars will get the win this week. Uh, it's tonight, Thursday night, uh, 7.15 p- uh, p.m. So Jaguars go up against the Jets. Jaguars going to win 21-10. All right, we got the Falcons at Ravens. I got the Ravens winning 21-20. Going to be a close game, but the Ravens are just a better team overall than the Falcons. So I'm, I'm going to go with my gut here and just give the Ravens the win. All right, Lions at Panthers. Nobody wants to play the Lions. It's just the fact of the matter. Lions are going to get the win 31-17. That offense, Dan Campbell, he deserves to stay the head coach next year. I, I'm sold. I like Dan Campbell. So they get the win 31-17. All right, one of the coldest games in the NFL taking place, Seahawks at Chiefs. The Chiefs will win 38-17. That home crowd will be rocking, even though it's going to be cold. Arrowhead will be alive. And so the Chiefs win 38-17 in a pretty lopsided victory. All right, Saints at Browns. Uh, I still don't believe in Deshaun Watson. I think he's not going to you know, bounce back from everything that's happened. And the Browns are going to win, though, even though... You know, despite Deshaun Watson, they're going to win 17-13. Deshaun Watson is rusty, but I just don't think he's going to be the same quarterback after everything that went down. So Browns win, though, 17-13. All right. And the Texans go up against the Tennessee Titans. I love the Titans in this. 14-10, they're just a solid team. Again, the Texans, I love Lovey Smith as a head coach. I think he deserves a real shot at being a head coach. But the Texans, sadly, are not going to get the win. They're going to have a really good draft pick. They're going to be taking Bryce Young you know, or one of these young quarterbacks coming out. Uh, Bengals at Patriots. I got to give the win to the Bengals. They are playing amazing football right now. 28-14, they get the win. Look, Joe Burrow is slightly entering that MVP conversation. I forgot to mention him earlier. He's slightly entering it right now. He could make a huge bounce back uh, MVP you know, uh, leap here. So I got the Bengals, though, winning that game, 28-14. The Patriots, uh, Jacoby Myers, I don't know if anyone's seen the highlight from last week, but please go look it up, please. By far the weirdest win I've seen and weirdest uh, play by a team. All right, we're going to move on. We got the Giants at Vikings. I like the Vikings here. 31-30, going to be a close game because I think the Giants found momentum last week against my commanders. Sadly, we were robbed from that game, but it is what it is. We had opportunities. We didn't capitalize. Uh, Bills at Bears. I got the Bills winning 41-17. I like what I'm seeing from Josh Allen. I think they're they're kind of bringing it all together right now. These teams are going to have to start figuring everything out. The playoffs are right around the corner. Everyone's got to start figuring out this stuff. Bills get the win, nonetheless, 41-17 tonight against the Bears. Love what Justin Fields is doing, too. All right, my commanders go up against the 49ers. 49ers are going to win this game. I think I think my commanders are going to miss the playoffs. And it's going to be really sad because we had a lot of momentum. But the 49ers are going to get the win, 21-10. You just can't beat it. You got Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuels. You got George Kittle. You got Nick Bosa, okay? The defensive player of the year. Easy. Bar none. This guy is winning it. Uh, Just an animal on the defensive side. He's winning uh, uh, Defensive Player of the Year. They're winning this game 21-10. And Brock Purdy, even though Brock Purdy is not, you know, Jimmy G, 
he is doing a fabulous job. And that's attributed to Kyle Shanahan. So 49ers get the win 21-10. All right, Eagles going up against the Cowboys. Game of the week for a lot of people. And the Eagles will get the win 31-23. Even though I like all the players on the Dallas Cowboys, I think Nick Sariani and that coaching staff has prepared these guys. Even without Jalen Hurts, they are going to be a very physical and dominating team. So I can't wait to see what happens. All right, Steelers, Raiders are going up against the Steelers. Steelers are going to win 27-20. Look, like I mentioned, sad week. Um, I think the Steelers are going to rally uh, behind Franco Harris's uh, tra- the tragedy, um, and they were going to honor him and retire his jersey. I think the Steelers are going to put together one of the best games they've played. I think they're going to get a- the win 27-20. Uh, it's just I think that's going to happen. So i got to give them the win there. All right, Packers going up against the Dolphins. I like Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. As much as I don't like what Aaron Rodgers has said or done or how he's handled things, I love the Packers in this game. I think Tua, Mike Mc, Mike Daniels, uh, Mike McDaniels, yeah, and uh, Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. I think they've hit their ceiling for this year. I just I have to give the win to the Packers and Aaron Rodgers. I think that team will be uh, playing a lot better than they did last week. Hopefully, everyone understands the hand signals now. <laughs> All right, we got the Broncos going up against the Rams. I got to give the win to the Rams here, 17-13. Even though the Broncos uh, did win last week, I just feel that the Rams are in the better position with uh, Baker Mayfield. And, you know, I, I like the Broncos, but I got to give the uh, the Rams the, the win here, 17-13. All right, Buccaneers at Cardinals. Tom Brady and the Bucks. they got to bounce back. They got to find some momentum. The Cardinals, you know, they're playing without Kyler Murray. I got the Bucks winning here, 13-7, low-scoring game. The offense for the Buccaneers is just atrocious this year. This year, excuse me. Uh, Tom Brady's got to find a rhythm with them. Hopefully, they can get you know Ryan uh, Jensen back and Jensen and uh, Werfs, them guys. So uh, then we got the we got the Buccaneers winning that game, 13-7. All right, we got the Chargers at Colts to finish out the week, Monday Night Football, and I got to give the win here to the Colts, 21-13. I like Justin Herbert, I really do. But I think the Colts will want to bounce back after that rough, rough, rough week that they had. You know, blowing that huge lead. Uh, I just, I don't even know. (laughs) 33-0 and you let the Vikings come back and win it. I just don't even know. Kudos to the Vikings for finding a way. But definitely a letdown for a lot of Colts fans. It's just kind of a sad deal. Uh, We'll see if Jeff Saturday can land on his feet next year and keep that head coaching job. I certainly like what I've seen from Jeff Saturday. I honestly think it's just, you know, the Colts just aren't very good. All right, they just have had a rocky start. I don't think we should automatically just jump to the conclusion that Jeff Saturday stinks as a coach. I I don't think that. I think you need to, you know, maybe he's not a head coach. Maybe he can be an offensive line coach or work his way back up, figure out some stuff. I don't think he's a bad leader of men, so... Uh, definitely will be a fun game to end the week. That's my upset game. You know, Colts are going to beat the the Chargers. (laughs) We'll see. I I have a sinking feeling. I'm predicting this. I got a sinking feeling the Chargers are going to put up more, more points, but we'll see if the Colts, you know, I think the Colts will have a good defensive game. We'll see what happens. Those are my week 16 picks, guys. Week 16 is upon us. Starts tonight. Playoff implications. 
Definitely. The last week there were playoff implications. You know, a lot of teams clenched. A lot of teams are fighting. My commanders, uh, Terry McLaurin checking with the line judge, making sure everything was good. Then ex- the second he, you know, he waves off, says everything's good. Second, the ball is hiked. Flag comes out. I, you got to be kidding me. Curtis Samuel in the end zone. Guy has his arms wrapped all the way around him. Uh, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> and no, no flag, nothing. So definitely a, a sour uh, loss there. But again, you know, we we had a lot of opportunities to win that game. Again, you you shouldn't. You shouldn't just blame the refs for every single call. Blatant. Now, those were blatant, and those should have been called. But we had a lot of opportunities. Ty- Taylor Heineke fumbling it. Our offensive line kind of fell apart. Let Heineke get. They they let Heineke kind of get, you know, pressured a little more and shoved down, and it just wasn't great. You know, Kayvon Thibodeau played amazing. He got to Heineke a lot. That guy was wrecking the game early on. So I got to give kudos to the Giants. Hopefully, my Commanders can bounce back, but. I just think we're taking the loss this week to the 49ers. They're just on another level. And I the weapons, that's what the 49ers have going for them. Weapons. They got a guy that plays wide receiver. He plays running back, Debo Samuels. They get they got guys all over the field that are playing great. So the the weapons are something that you desperately need this time in the season. That's why we see such a we saw such a fight for Odell Beckham Jr. Now it's kind of cooled off. But no doubt, you you need gamers, you need ballers. Odell will be picked up next season. Uh, just, just a really exciting time in the NFL. We've been talking a lot of NFL this entire uh, week and this, this entire day, I mean. So in this past week, I've been talking a lot of NFL with a lot of people. It's just a exciting time to be an NFL football fan. Playoffs are upon us. I'm going to get into my Super Bowl picks next week, who I think has taken that next step, who I think is going to be in the Super Bowl. Gosh, just there's so many front runners. We got the 49ers. We got the Chiefs. That could be a, a rematch in the Super Bowl. Uh, again, the Vikings are playing great. Eagles playing great. Uh, we'll see what happens. Cowboys do cowboy things. That's how I got in the show. <laughs> uh, thank you guys for listening. This has been Pass to Patrick Podcast. Uh, follow me on all my social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, all that good stuff. Follow me there. Leave a review if you like the podcast. Hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, have a good one, guys.